Welcome to John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass. John is the founder and CEO of Image Group International, an award-winning image consulting and personal branding pioneer established in 1989. This podcast will bring you old-school wisdom, inspiring ideas, strategies, and hacks for the new tech world. Here you will learn everything about personal branding, the system, the techniques, and the right mindset to have a successful personal brand, image, and reputation. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Before we start our chat, please remember to connect with me on social media. My Twitter is John underline Michael, and my LinkedIn is John Michael. And you can always find me as Image Group International on Facebook. Today, I will share with you about the importance of conflict resolution. And in this episode, we'll focus on the workplace perspective, but everything that is said today can also be applied beyond the corporate world, meaning, of course, your personal life. From the outset, I will note that conflicts are inevitable, and in a person's day-to-day life, including the workplace, that could be at times more common than normal. In the company, conflict can cause, of course, a massive degree of frustration, pain, discomfort, sadness, uh, as well as anger. And of course, in the current environment that we're living in, probably also mental health, and that's clearly evident by uh, the evidence all around us. So it's impossible to deny that understanding conflict resolution strategies is not important to the workplace. Of course they are, and it's essential that you learn how to deal with them. And it's also, you know, distinguishing a good business from a bad one when these strategies are not in play. So what does that all mean? Well, first of all, every organization has a culture. It's either intentionally created or ad hoc, but certainly there's a culture. And it's important that, of course, you know, whatever culture you're gonna be working with is that you resonate uh, with that particular culture. Otherwise, of course, it's only a matter of time where conflict will arise. And how to judge a lot of that particular culture before you get in there so we avoid a lot of conflict is, of course, looking at your values, looking at their values, and do they sort of sync? And if they don't, you know, that's probably a good sign that eventually conflict will show up somehow. But anyway, conflict in the workplace is virtually unavoidable, as we've already discussed, and can take many forms. You know, it could be, for instance, between two employees. Although, in my experience, even when there's two employees, there's probably a third employee or third person. It's what we call is the hidden hand. So it's rarely just two, but could be just two. But generally, there's a third person that you don't see was not so openly visible, although, you know, it could be very covert. So between, you know, it's understanding that, and of course, this is where your intuition would come in as well, could be conflict between entire teams. And of course, if you've worked in corporations, big organizations especially, you would see that. Or between supervisors, leaders, and team managers that they might manage or lead. And of course, that's also common and when there's so many people together, there's so many different agendas going on, potentially there's going to be conflict. So it's how do you manage this and then, of course, prosper through it and you know, create new possibilities. So waiting for the conflict to resolve, though, in itself, without doing anything, is not the most effective way to deal with it. In fact, conflict tends to escalate if not handled properly. And unresolved conflicts often result in 
lost productivity, stifling creativity, creating barriers to cooperation, and of course, collaboration among employees and even eventually with clients, especially if it starts to sort of uh, spill over. And the importance of dealing with this is essential because you're going to look at conflict, like arguments, fights, all sorts of, um, I suppose, disagreements as a bit like if you don't deal with it, it's like you're putting a dead body into a cupboard. Uh, you think the problem's going to go away, but I can tell you this, it won't, because the dead body eventually will start to smell, and before you know it, basically, people will start to notice that something's, you know, an underlying odor, if I can use that term from a, a visual perspective, that really is not going away and potentially getting worse. You cannot avoid it. So courageous action is what's required. And this is part of some of the things I'm going to be sharing with you in a few moments. So good teamwork uh, and conflict resolution skills equate to good employee retention, right? Leaders who do not know how to deal with conflicts end up seeing, you know, the good talents go in search of a healthier and safer work environment. And in the current environment worldwide, this is happening. Uh, and this is happening big time in organizations right across the board. And basically, the big question is, how do you deal with these conflicts in the company, right? And the answer to this question is, I've separated sort of six insights to help you today. And the first one would be, define what kind of behavior is acceptable in the workplace. In this case, you know, we'd call this the rules of the game. What are the rules of the game? What are some things that are a yes and some things that are just forget it? So accepting particular behaviors, depending, you know, the environment, the culture you've set up is an essential component here to give people a sense of what are some of the things you must do. And I don't like using words like must and so on, but the reality is some things you just got to do and some things are acceptable if you don't do them. So you've got to be very clear. And from a leadership point of view, you've got to be very succinct in reference to that. Now, in my experience right now, a lot of cultures in the corporate world, especially are airy-fairy from the point of view that the rules are not so clear-cut and are not so clear, unless, of course, it's to protect legally or the reputation of the organization uh, from a, you know, a macro perspective, reputational damage and so on. That's a different story. I'm talking about more from the point of view of everyday doings between team members. So there's not a lot of, at times, it's more general, you know, general. And I think HR plays a big part here because in my opinion, in recent times, they've really, really gone to sleep uh, in reference to understanding this. And the point of view have been very proactive and empowering where, you know, they've created at times what I've seen in corporate cultures, a lot of victim blaming and a victim acceptance and also at the same time, victim promotion. So I don't see that as a positive, and I've seen a lot of negativity from that and a lot of hurt on all sides. So my second insight, of course, is not to run away from the conflict. And I mentioned that earlier. You know, you cannot avoid conflict. It's going to be there. And we're living right now in a conflict world. And of course, let's assume, you know, you're doing also work with digital and you're on social media and so on. I mean, for instance, Twitter is full of conflict as an example. So you cannot avoid it. The way to avoid it is basically disappear. And that's not probably the smartest strategy. 
So it's about becoming really smart about this. Now, some things are out of your control. I get that, especially in the online world. But if we take it back into the workplace, of course, it's just to deal with that. And how do you deal with that? Well, first of all, you've got to be courage. As I've noticed previously in some of the other episodes, where does courage come from? Certainly uh, your confidence. Okay, courage basically builds your confidence. And of course, it's all underpinned by integrity. So if that's missing, you know, courage is missing. And of course, then you run away from problems. If that's the issue, you can always correct this. It's a matter of, again, as I've noted again in numerous episodes about facing the mirror and just looking at this from a, a deeper and more self-reflective perspective. Because it's, you know, in conflict, there's always, it takes minimum two parties. As I also noted, there's probably, you know, a third party that's known as, you know, the hidden hand. So it's not just, you know, them that's the problem. If you're in a conflict, you're also part of that problem. So it's about looking at it at the whole conflict holistically. The third insight is, you know, don't look for one person to blame. So look for the cause, but definitely also the symptoms. Because if you don't look for the symptoms, what will happen is it will only happen again down the track. So you could actually get compromise on that particular conflict, but at the same time, if it if you did not get a resolution, it will only come up down the track. So, of course, deal with the cause de- definitely. And sometimes you do need to put a band-aid before you start the operation. But at the same time, just remember that is only going to be very superficial and long-term. I can guarantee you will come up unless, of course, the person leaves that workplace, goes somewhere else. But if that, let's say, the, you know, the conflict is also part of the person staying in the organization, it's just going to happen again in, you know, with different people in different circumstances. So it's it's essential to look at the symptoms. Now, what I will suggest is many organizations don't look at the symptoms. They just look at the cause. Why? Because we live in a culture where, you know, it's basically superficial and also at the same time, you know, it's like living for today as opposed to looking at this deeper and getting down to what what's the issue here, right? Okay. So basically, you've got to look at the cause. And the cause, of course, is what actually started this particular conflict. And of course, the symptoms are only variations, are only an expression of what the cause is. So you've got to look at this a little bit deeper. And that's what I mean by holistically. The fourth insight is also to experience conflict in the workplace or even in your personal life as an opportunity for growth. And what I mean by that, well, every time you've been in a conflict and you've taken it on board to take a responsibility to deal with this conflict and get a resolution overall, long term, right? That's what you need to do if you don't want it to come back. Then basically you became a lot stronger in that process. And that's where courage comes in, as I've noted earlier. Okay, so it's taking that opportunity for growth, looking at it, okay, all right, we've got a problem right now. How are we going to deal with this particular conflict? All right. So you work out your plan, and through that, obviously, through that whole process, the end game for that will be for you that you will definitely have greater personal growth. And this is essential because personal growth, as we've noted again previously, it's part of a lifelong um, self-education journey, okay? And this is it. You know, you're not going to learn this stuff at school, okay? It doesn't matter how many more degrees you do. The, The reality is... This is lived experience. 
So the more you practice this in the real world, in the you know in the workplace, and that's definitely the real world, you're going to pick up a lot of insights. Okay, that you're not going to learn anywhere else. It's great to read in a book, but you're going to put this into practice. And the fifth insight uh, leads me to create space for dialogue as well. Remember, you know, it takes two to tango, right? And in this case, there might be, again, the, the third hidden hand. So from that point of view, it's allowing both sides. Both sides basically will have their own story about what happened. Yeah? So if it's you or if it's somebody else, a colleague that you want to support or a partner, etc., it's about getting really clear on all basically the issues regarding this particular conflict and it's essential to do that otherwise your own cognitive biases your own um, belief systems that are you know at times biased because that's what we are as human beings will get in the way and instead of basically getting this conflict to a resolution potentially you can make it a lot worse and that's the last thing we want to do and i've seen so many cases i like that happen and of course that's why I mentioned the third hand, because at times you might not be able to understand why why aren't we getting this deal done, this conflict solved? Why? Because there might be a third hand, and this is essential. Now, in the, in the corporate world and everywhere where there's groups, okay, especially large groups, you're going to get politics. So do not do not uh, take lightly what I've just said about the third hand. There's always something going on that at times you might not be actually seeing. But that's where your own awareness will come in, your own intuition, and your own critical thinking skills. They would say, okay, something's not exactly right. You know, that's why I've got to go back to the cause. And this is why it's essential. You can't be lazy about this. And I suppose you can't be lazy about anything that we're, you know, really talking about because it's really your life. And my last insight is to know how to listen. And how to listen basically means not listening from the point of view of already having the answer. But listening, listening to really get what the other person's on about. And generally, you might get the elements there of emotion that specifically would come through that. It's about zenning out and really taking on board what's been said, okay? Uh, because it's not about just hearing it. It's about really getting it, okay? And of course, at the same time, having empathy and, you know, being impartial, especially especially if you're going to be there as part of a, a solution, not to get caught up with either story. So in my own personal experience, there has been many, many times, uh, of course, there's been conflict. And of course, also as a professional coach, we have helped resolute a conflict and the consequences that um, basically led to this particular conflict uh, with uh, two particular clients that I was called into to actually mediate, okay, for a resolution. And the story goes like this, and I'm not going to go too deep because I could break privacy here, but the story was very simple. And this is not, a, you know, it wasn't an easy mediation. But virtually, it was two big organizations, very big organizations, okay? One was government and the other one was non-government. And specifically, one was uh, very left-wing in politics, the other one was very right-wing in politics. So we've got a dichotomy here. We've got, you know, like one side here, one side there. One's black, the other one's white. One's, you know, it's like opposites, right? So the, the story here was to bring them together. 
And of course, through research and conversations, my insights got into that these guys basically had a lot of common values there. Okay. They actually believed in a lot of things that were similar. And what happened was that some of the politics going on and the toxicity of other stuff going on was actually stopping these guys from really connecting. So it was very transactional. So I brought back at this moment in this negotiation a relational element. Now you can only do that. Okay. I mean, if you're dealing with a psychopath, good luck. It's not going to work. Okay. Because you know, whatever they'll say to your face, I'll probably do the opposite the moment they walk out the door. So it's about, you know, getting some common ground there. And the common ground here was personal values, including family, okay, including family. That really, it's like, what's that got to do with it in the, in the workplace? Well, guess what? It had a lot to do. And specifically, we built that relationship. We did quite a few sessions in meeting and, and just going over some of the stuff. There were a few arguments along the way, but hey, that's expected. And in the end, we got a result. Now, the result, of course, was fairly extraordinary. And of course, it was also, you know, noted in some of the media, okay, that, you know, how did this actually happen? Because they were fighting so much previously. So that was like, you can create miracles out there if you're coming from the right space. And that was the intention of this particular mediation. So we got a resolution it created a lot of uh, good possibilities, of course, for the two organizations involved, government and uh, non-government. And, of course, they move forward to the, the next episode and the next creation. The same thing also, that particular story can be used um, from a personal perspective. It could be with partners, with friends, you know, colleagues, clients, etc. So it's up to you. It's, you know, it's who are you going to be basically when you get into this conflict? You know, you're going to make that decision. And I'm not talking about playing the tough guy here and all of that stuff. A tough guy type of stuff is really not what we're talking about here. And that stuff really works. So I suppose we've come to the uh, the completion for today. I want to basically thank you and uh, trust that this uh, episode was useful for you. I kindly ask you to rate the show on Apple Podcasts. And once you do, please send us an email confirmation and we'll send you our ebook, The Real World Guide to Authentic Personal Branding. You can find me on social media. My Twitter is John Underline Michael. My LinkedIn is John Michael. And you can also find me as Image Group International on Facebook. I want to thank you all and I look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass podcast is sponsored by Image Group International, a global team of practical, digitally savvy personal brand and image strategists based in Australia, committed to maximizing your impact, influence, and authority in the business world. To learn more and apply for your personal coaching, seminars, and group workshops, please visit imagegroup.com.au or call 1-800-631-311.